Florida's Law Enforcement Liaison Program has an interesting approach to highway safety. Under the rubric of One Team, One Goal, Save Lives, the LEL program is working to reduce traffic-related fatalities and injuries through four challenge programs, the Florida Law Enforcement Challenge, the Florida Motor Unit Challenge, the Florida DUI Challenge, and the Florida Click It or Ticket Challenge. Tim Roberts is a Florida law enforcement liaison working in the state's Panhandle region, and he sat down with us during a break at the recent Lifesavers Conference in Chicago, Illinois, to discuss Florida's challenge programs, how they work, which metrics they track to determine success, and how other states can replicate this type of program. The Florida LAL program runs four different challenge programs. Can you tell me a little bit about the programs themselves? Sure, the four programs cover the emphasis areas as it relates to overall the law enforcement challenge. That was the original one application that each state provided. From that, they divided into the DUI challenge. It covers, of course, for the DUI and, and to award those agencies that participate in safety and enforcement for DUI enforcement. We have the click it and ticket challenge mirrors each of the national waves uh, of enforcement, and then that's combined into provide a score as well as what they're doing in the community. And then because we had a high fatality rate and injury rate for motorcycles, the motorcycle challenge was developed. So we actually have three separate challenges other than the Florida Law Enforcement Challenge. How long have they been in existence? In one fashion or another, they've been around since around 2000. We're under uh, the Institute of Police Technology Management, IPTM now. And previously they would have a challenge which they awarded tickets and ticket books, things like that for officers at their year awards. And now from that, it's grown into we give away three vehicles and a motorcycle and about 700 for participants every year. And how are they funded? Uh, through the DOT, of course, it's done through each of the NHTSA money. Basically, we can't afford to uh, buy speed equipment out of the DUI money, but each of them are going in the program emphasis areas. So we follow the NHTSA as well as our Florida Highway Safety Plan. Statewide, how has participation been? And is there a difference between regions or cities? That's a good question. There, there are differences, of course, because in the Panhandle region where I'm at, we're more rural compared to Broward County where the south region has only three counties, but one of his counties may have 75 agencies within there. We have an estimate about 330 law enforcement agencies in the state, and last year we had 215 participants in the Florida Law Enforcement Challenge. We are proud to say that we have participation in every county of all 67 counties of the state. Do you see a difference between urban area participation and rural area participation? We do. It, we see more of the rural areas harder to fund it because they don't have a selected traffic unit. The guys are on patrol and then they're also traffic but they're not assigned to traffic where you'd have a, a fleet agency that would have that division. What is the ultimate goal? I mean, what's the purpose of the challenges? It's the same as our motto, one team, one goal, save lives. And we believe that every one of those law enforcement agencies, we work alongside them. Their goal is to, to, to move the numbers down to zero and reduce crashes, but of course, lower fatalities. Can you tell me about some of the impacts you've seen thus far in the challenges? Yeah, we've actually moved the fatality numbers in the state down. We, we believe that we've contributed to that because we're monitoring and recognizing the agencies that are making the differences. We're continually providing them with the tools that's needed. We're, we're doing the educational side for those agencies that aren't aware that they're really moving the numbers, such as a small town police chief that has six officers. They may not realize the impact they're making. A fatality crash in, say, a small county where four people are killed really moved the numbers in that county, but overall statewide, that's four more lives that were lost. So if we can educate the patrolmen all the way to the administration, then yes, we we know that through these challenges, that's what's happening, and they're, we're able to provide incentive items 
for their participation, which moves the numbers ultimately. Can you tell me within the challenges what some of the metrics are that you track in order to evaluate the success of the programs? Yes, in several different divisions, such as DUI, the number of the previous DUI arrests over the last few years. Uh, we do crash data for every one of the years, the injury for each one of those, seat belt usage rate. But the most importantly we've seen is we, we focus also on departmental policy. Do they have a policy that says that they must wear a seatbelt while they're operating? Is there a focus on traffic? Is there a focus on DUI? Is there a focus on pedestrian safety? And what are the numbers and the events that they've done? And most importantly, are they recognizing the officers for their effort? And by doing that, they receive points. So if they don't honor or recognize an officer for his enforcement campaign during that yearly time period, then they don't get the points that would be associated with that. And something as simple as a memo, an award, Something that goes into the officer's jacket that says, hey, you've done a good job during this enforcement wave, that'll give them some points because we try to recognize the officer every way. Do you think that that increases the enthusiasm for the individual officer's participation in these efforts? I do, and the reason why is, as you know, turnover is real high. Agencies are trying to do everything they can to keep an officer one on patrol, or that's our biggest challenge as well because the attrition rate, an officer goes from patrolman, does a good job, and we all know the reward for good work is more work. Next thing you know, he's now a sergeant, a lieutenant, a captain, or he's a detective. Has nothing to do with traffic safety. So now we're starting the ball all over again, trying to train somebody how to report, how to participate. What do you think are some of the common elements for the winning programs? A buy-in from the entry-level officer all the way to the administration, as well as the community. You can have a chief that's gung-ho, but if he goes out and writes a thousand tickets and it becomes a speed trap, the council's going to come down hard on him. So he has to have that fair balance as well as the officer to realize how they make a difference in the entire program. What do you think some of the biggest obstacles have been in terms of implementing the challenges? Showing the value to an administration who has never been in traffic or traffic safety. In the state that we are in, there is the rural sheriff who is still community down, you know, participates in a Christmas parade, walks alongside, that kind of thing. Then we have the people that are in a, an administrative role that if you ask a citizen in that, in that city or town who their chief of police is, they may not know. And so if, in those kind of instances, you have the officers that are doing a great job, the administration doing a great job, but some of the upper level haven't bought into the full program and realized the benefits from it. So what do you do to help them get that buy-in? We, we attack both ends. We, we start from the top, work from the sheriff down, and then we go out and actually work. If it's a 10, if it's a 10 o'clock shift that starts, we'll show up at 10 o'clock at night and go out and meet with the DUI guys and show them what we do, talk with them. We'll get up the next morning and go meet with the sheriff or the chief of that town and start from that way and go both ends. Eventually, they'll start to realize that. We work with the Chiefs Association as well as the Sheriff's Association of Florida. They're both the huge supporters of us, and they push our agenda. We push their agenda. I mean, that's what it's about. We always were told it takes a village to raise an idiot. You know, that's, it's the same philosophy. With two-thirds of the law enforcement agencies participating, how do you keep this momentum going? Staying on top of who's the champion in each one of the agencies because they eventually will rise up. Those, those champions in each one, as we said earlier, the, the reward for, for work, you know, for good work is more work. And they're going to get moved out, so you have to start that process over again. But we also have taken a different approach, and we're, we're getting involved with recruit classes and we're trying to push our program there as well. So by the time they get into traffic or start to realize where their placement is within the agency, oh yeah, we've heard about that. Now they can they can buy in and see that we're there. Do you think this is something that should be or can be replicated by other states? It has to be replicated. 
I mean, uh, in each of the states in the southeast and NHTSA's Region 4, we have a very strong LEL program, and the communication between each of the states is real important. It needs to be where we can pick up the phone and call a District 3 or a Region 2 and a District Region 1. And I know that's what the National LEL program is doing, is trying to showcase each of them and all the strong points. And at some point, we will be where everybody's doing the same page, same message. What resources do you think a state needs to have in place in order to be able to do a challenge-heavy type LEL program like Florida's? Two things. Incentive items. Um, we, we give out incentive items all the way from a challenge coin, a ballpoint pen, all the way up to a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And as you know, you either feed them or you give them something and they'll show up and do whatever you need. Yes. And, but the simple recognition on a piece of paper telling you you did a good job, the officer can stick that in his jacket and use that in a later point, that's important. So I, the biggest thing I think would be is your buy-in from the administration allowing you to do your job. In a challenge, are applicants judged by outputs or by outcomes? Yes. <laughs> yes, and I know that sounds like a simple answer, but yes, they they see what they're doing enforcement-wise education because, of course, we know the five E's and yes. we know the E's are enforcement, 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 education, and enforcement. So we push that same information. Um, it, it, the numbers say what they are, and they have they, they control that by their enforcement efforts and education. But on the other hand, as I said earlier, a county sheriff may run into having a, a, a fatality crash, one fatality crash that kills four people. That's the most they've had all year, but it just happened to be one crash and is the same numbers they had last year over four separate crashes and they have no control over that one incident all they can do is do the best efforts of enforcement and education that they can is there any tie between the challenges and the state highway strategic plan yes ma'am we do each of the emphasis areas and the two continued efforts every one of our elements we've been included in this year's the distracted driving element and uh, we know that we're continuing with a push on pedestrian safety so uh, that will continue to be implemented and worked into we call it interwoven into our application because we want to track that number. Uh, every information that we have is shared, of course, with FDOT. That's who we are with. And that information gets shared with their community traffic safety team. So we play a part. That's our arm of the data providing live feed on the ground information. So, yes. And how does the national LEL program effort help you with the development of your program and the work that you do in Florida? Well, by pushing the standards, just showing, setting bars for job descriptions for LELs all the way to the quarterly newsletter to the same information that gets shipped out. We share ours. We, we have a quarterly newsletter that we share within the state, but we try to push everybody we can to the National LEL website so they realize that there's a bigger picture to this whole plan of trying to move the numbers. But the best part is, is uh, when you see an idea, the best way is to appropriate it. There's no sense in you know reinventing the wheel when somebody else does it. And the National LEL program brings those resources that may not have happened, such as the webinar series, things like that, that officers may not have the funds to be able to go to, but they're able to sit in front of a computer for two and a half hours and listen to a webinar and get information that they get bits and pieces through our LEL program, but now they see a bigger picture as it relates to an emphasis or a focus area. And is there anything else that you think would be important to talk to other LELs about the Florida program or the challenges that you're They're in? welcome to contact us at any time and speak with Kate Nelson or visit our website at floridalel.info or floridalel.org and get in touch with us. We'll help any way we can. We, we're interested in any programs that's working in their areas. Send it our way. We're, we're not too ashamed to beg and try <laughs> to find new ideas. Okay, great. Thank you so much for your time today. Yes, ma'am.